0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy. Hello One Hope and podcast listeners, welcome back to the podcast, season five, Lenten journey as we uh, prepare for Easter and uh, walk through the books of Luke and Acts. My name is Joel Price. And today we're covering Luke chapter 6. You know, as with uh, all the podcasters out there, you know, there's a lot in chapter 6. I'd encourage you to to read through the whole thing. Here, Luke, uh, he, he condenses the Th- Sermon on the Mount and, uh, you know, throws in a, a couple of stories at the beginning. And so this is a chapter in the Bible I actually haven't spent very much time in, not that I have spent a ton of time in every chapter of the Bible. <laughs> but uh, when I'm looking at the Sermon on the Mount, I usually go to Matthew. It's a little bit longer. It's, uh, it seems a little bit fuller. And and frankly, uh, it seems like Luke kind of skips through it. But as with all my preconceptions about Scripture, God corrected me on the, that one quickly. So in reading this, chapter 6, I quickly realized... Kind of how artful Chapter Six is, uh, and I know it wasn't you know originally a chapter, but it's it is it's actually a cohesive idea, and, and I've shared with it before. I used to be a high school English teacher, and I used to teach essay writing, uh, and it, it's what strikes me is Chapter Six is a really good structured essay, uh, a little little uh, confession or secret behind the scenes look at what English teachers actually do. For those of you who have written essays before, English teachers don't read all of your essay, or at least they don't read it all thoroughly unless there's problems they've got to look for. What we do, or what I used to do, is spend time on the introduction, spend time on the conclusion, and then you know skim through the, the middle of it to make sure the elements are there. And the reason that is is that Good communication, that introduction and conclusion is, is critical, whether it is a book or a TV show or a movie or an email or, shoot, even a voicemail. You, you introduce what you're going to talk about, you say it, and then you drive it home. And so the, the, the general structure of, a, of an introduction and conclusion is you have a hook, some kind of thing that gets someone's attention, you, you have a thesis, you have a, a main idea, or uh, you know, a, a central theme, maybe. And then you have a map. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of lay out how you're going to develop, either whether it's persuasive or, or whatever, but you kind of give the, almost like an outline. Um, now, the better you are as a writer, the more artfully this is done, but in essence, this is there in every introduction. Interestingly, the same elements are there in, a, in any conclusion you summarize what what you've said you remind the reader or the listener or the watcher of the main idea and then you drive it home with something kind of catchy or memorable. Now again, think about your favorite movie where it's, where it's Lord of the Rings or you know, Harry Potter or or anything. This happens in movies, this happens in novels, this happens in everything. Heck, it happens, like I said, in a voicemail. Hi, my name is Joel Price, my, my number is da 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 da, this is why I called you. As a reminder my name is Joel Price this is my number. A good a good voicemail emphasizes what you want them to remember at the front and the back and in the middle gives the meat. And so if that if that introduction and conclusion is not there it's really hard to have effective communication. What does that does this have to do with Luke chapter 6. Well I was reading it and I thought Okay, you know, a couple of stories at the beginning, Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes. Okay, but I realize that the actual structure of this chapter is the essay. At the beginning, he starts with the Lord of the Sabbath, and it starts that Jesus and his, his disciples are out there, and they're picking wheat and eating wheat on the Sabbath, and the, the Pharisees come and say, you know, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered him, Have you not read what Jesus did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of the God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. How is that an introduction? Well, here, what is he saying here? What he's saying is, you're trying to catch me in the law, but you're missing the point of the law. It's not the rules that, that is the importance of the law, but the attitude, the heart, the spirit that is behind the rules and what, we're, what God is trying to reorder you and reorient you into thinking and doing and believing. So it's not the rule but but the attitude is not the, it's not the law but the principle behind the law that, that Jesus is getting at it, and he and he moves straight into the next one to to illustrate or Luke moves straight into the next one to illustrate the man with a withered hand and Jesus says is it not is it not is it lawful on the sabbath to do good or to do harm well the law of the sabbath doesn't have anything to do with doing good or doing harm the law of the sabbath as a Pharisees saw it was what you don't do. But Jesus says the Sabbath is not about depriving yourself. It's not about deprivation. It's about focus. It's not about what you're removing. It's about what you are changing your focus, changing your eyes to. And beyond that, the, the personhood, God in this case, the Son of Man who is Jesus, the personhood of the, of the focus of the Sabbath, as we turn our eyes to God, it's not about worship. It is about worship, but it's not solely about worship, but it is about the person of who, who you are worshiping. So even the Sabbath can become an idol because you forget the Sabbath is still about God. It is still about Christ. And who is the person of Christ? Christ is just, and He's merciful. He's a healer. He's loving. He's a Father. He's a creator. He's a provider. And when you are doing things in line with the Creator, in, in, in worshipful attitude towards the Creator and the Father, and you are, you are aligning yourself with the Father, even if you're picking wheat or healing a, a hand, you are in the Sabbath. And when you are resting out of duty, an obligation you are not. That's the introduction, and then he gets into the body, and you have the calling of the twelve apostles, which he uh, prays to God first about. You have the the beatitudes and the woes, and you have um, a reminder to love your enemies and these applications of the character of God. You have, you know, uh, uh, the the message about judging others. And then he comes to the conclusion, and it's the attitude, again, we went through the meat, and now we're going to remind the readers of what the point is. The point is, who is God? And it's the spirit, not the rule. And you have the tree and the fruit, and then you have the last story to drive it home. Build your house on the rock. And what is the rock? Jesus. Jesus asked... Peter, Simon at the time, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Christ says, on this rock, I will build my church. This, this Lenten season, is your focus on Lent or is your focus on Christ? This Lenten season, Is your house built on the rock? Where is your focus? Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your son. Thank you for this uh, Lenten season as we prolong a Sabbath, that we focus on you, that we turn our eyes to you, that we do not deprive ourselves But focus on you, Lord. Bless us as we go. Help us to keep you in our thoughts and our hearts. Help us not to fall in the trap of rules and law. But you who are the one that is behind the law. You as the merciful, just, loving Father of whom we give all praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.